is one of the first people to get the vaccine in the U.S. It's Sandra Lindsay. She's a healthcare worker. And interestingly, and I don't think by accident, Sandra Lindsay is black. I think they are very aware of the fact there's this mistrust in the black community. I don't even know where to argue my motherfucking chain. We can't talk about. We can cover anything. We're well versed. That's real. Two G's in a pod. The thing about me and you is, it's a respect thing. Goldfinger, my man G. What up, G? They not have two G's in a pod. Anything you say once, you best be able to say it twice, or don't say it. I believe that. Two G's in a pod. Good people, good people, good people, our good people. Once again, it's the infamous Iron Glenn, and to my left sits who? Goldfinger, what up, Jake? What's going on? My main man? My main. My main man. What's going on? What's good with you, man? Man, I can't call it. I might spoil it. Back at it once again, this time with the vaccine. Hovering above our heads. Yeah, we got to talk to it. We got to talk to it. We got to talk to it. We, we, we did a couple of episodes where we didn't want to talk, you know, talk about it or touch it or say anything. We took about a nice, hiatus. long hiatus from talking about anything vaccine related, anything COVID related. We even laid off the two dummies, Cuomo and de Blasio. Yeah. But now we're back. Yeah. Santa comes with the chopper. Santa comes with the vaccine. <laughs> so, um, what's your take before I give you my take, even though I know my take is probably going to be your take? <laughs> well, you know what? We can say it together. Hell no. <laughs> hell to the fucking no. How about that? I'm going to just go hell to the fucking no. There's not, there's no way. And then they start parading out these, um, people that look like us taking the vaccine first. I don't give a fuck if Jesus was sitting there taking it. I'm not taking it. Where do they get these black people from? First, I I don't know. Where do you like, think is they, they get? Is there like a farm raised section? <laughs> it's like 1-900 hire a black person and they call them up and they bring them there and they say, hey, you sit there <laughs> You take this vaccine and make sure that everyone sees it so that we can make them comfortable to take it? Is this 1-900-get-it-nigga? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Because it's like, oh, she's taking it first. I don't give a fuck. This name was like, okay, um, Obama, Clinton, and, and Bush, all three are going to take it. I still don't give a fuck. You can have them have me give it to them, and I'm still not taking it. 
basically. And the, and the thing about it is, is that you know we've seen movies before. We see the 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 needle that you were supposed to get goes directly back in. They just press against your skin. Come on, we we've, we've heard of placebos and stuff of that. Name. You're not gonna trick me with that. I'm not that dumb. And for those that are that dumb, good luck. They haven't shown that one dude. Black dude yet. It's been black females that they've been showing. You know, and supposedly a black female doctor came up with the vaccine. Um, my thing is this. Why would it matter? That's my thing. But they was like, listen, she's black. She made it. You know it's gotta be okay. Then they so- go back into her 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 social media history. She's not too fond of us. Brothers, <laughs> well, if I'm if I'm looking as a just a regular person that's not even bringing race into it, if I'm a white person, does that make me feel more calm that a black person made it? Because I don't know who made the virus or the vaccine for polio. I didn't know that their race was probably the same person who made the virus and the vaccine for polio. More than likely true, but I'm just saying it's like since when are we starting to get so? Um, personalized with what's going on with how they're disseminating stuff. Like what, what is that? Like, I didn't think that it had something to do with race all of a sudden. It shouldn't have nothing to do with race. And then it became a situation. Yeah. Native Americans and black people should get it first. Like really? Like we're, we're, we're being inclusive all of a sudden <laughs> in 2020. We're being, we're at the top of the first off to get. Yeah. All of a sudden. Like I said, and we talked about this before. We've never been first on anything, quote unquote, positive. Now you want to make us first? And then to try to make us comfortable, you're going to say Obama, Clinton, and Bush are going to take it. And then you're going to show the first people to take it. Besides the old lady over in Europe, and I'm sure people out there saw the memes, and if you didn't look it up, it's fucking hilarious. But the first people here that are taking it is this black chick, supposedly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not that stupid. I'm not that stupid. I've been having this conversation. I've had arguments with my sisters. I've had arguments with people at work. Oh, why are you not going to take it? I was like, if you take it, you're good. Stop fucking worrying about me. No, my thing is this. If you feel like you need to take the vaccine, look, I haven't had it. My brother said that he may have had it or whatever. According to what they're saying... With my antibodies, I've already had it. Go figure. Like I said, the only time I remember being sick is back in November. And this is November of uh, 2019, where for two days I had a fever and a headache. And I didn't want to do shit, even though I was at work. In between uh, um, clients, I took a nap between every client. And that was for two days. And then after that, I was fine. Okay, so that sounds like the flu. No, we all got tested for the flu. It wasn't the flu. All right. So if that was the case and you, quote unquote, quarantined or whatever, got better, then why would you be so proactive about taking a vaccine if you were able to pretty much fight it off? Like I said, I'm not taking shit. And as far as, you know, like anybody that want to go out there and take it, that's on you. Knock yourself out. But all I'm going to say is, good luck. Good luck. To quote one of my favorite movies, um, Taken. 
good luck after you take it because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen and no one will be held liable. You won't be able to sue Pfizer. You won't be able to sue whoever comes out with the vaccine next along with them. You won't be able to sue when shit starts going awry. So, you know, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, they're going to be, if you took the coronavirus vaccine in 2020, you may be liable for a lawsuit. You won't get that commercial because you can't sue. So, yeah, go fuck yourselves. I'm not taking it because we're not going to see what's the outcome. Even after the short term side effects, what are the long term? What are they going to have to show long term wise? They didn't have years to wait. They, they barely had months to say, OK, in X amount of months, this is what's going to happen. So imagine a couple of years from now when motherfuckers start really showing uh, true side effects from it. Then what? Hey, are we even going to know that they're going to attribute that to the vaccine? You're 100% correct. But like I said, I've seen I Am Legend. And it wasn't the virus that caused the outbreak. It was the vaccine that caused the virus that caused the outbreak. Yeah, and they can also say that, you know, it mutated, this, this, that, and it's not the same thing because we cured 19, now it's COVID-2023. They're going to be able to say anything they want, just like they won't take responsibility for the people that died in nursing homes. You know, our illustrious uh, powers that be aren't going to take responsibility for all those people that died. Mm-hmm. And you still got people that are dying from things other than the coronavirus, but the fact that they had coronavirus in their system, that would be the cause of death, even though a motherfucker got hit by a car. Yeah, and they're saying this um, this term that I've been hearing lately is COVID-related related complications. Like a bullet was COVID-related complications from a guy that got shot. But even though he got shot, he had COVID. So it wasn't a bullet to the face that killed him. It was the coronavirus in the system that allowed the bullet to the face kill him. That's what you're telling me? Yeah, um, I'm not buying any of it. But nah. to tell you the absolute truth, it's just like this vaccine is going to be meant for whoever's going to take it. And like he said, good luck. Like I'm saying, good luck. But um, I, don't, I don't even want to even go too deep into it because the way it seems now, it's a shadow ban if you even bring it up. It's almost to the point where if you say something about vaccines, you're already scarlet lettered about you're being um, unpatriotic and communist and this and that. It's like, but if you really are talking about health and it's your choice to be healthy, then why is it such a vitriol against a person having their own opinion? Here's something. I want to know if you noticed it. You ever notice if you post something about the election under the post, they'll put uh, a link to where you can get information about the election. You ever been well, noticing they, that? They do that about the vaccines as well. Yeah, and they're doing that by the vac. They've never done that before, though. No, they've done that for a minute now. I mean, since all this has been going on, yeah. It's more intense because... The because beginning because, of last year, mm-hmm. there weren't all these fact-checkers that would be like, okay, you make a post about... Um, the Electoral College getting ready to overturn the election. Right under it, Biden's predicted winner. Yeah. 
So why do you have to reassure someone who's reading something if you're not sure about something? Feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It's definitely being reinforced by these social media platforms. And there is, a, I would say, a monitoring of what you post. There's definitely a monitoring of what you post. Because I've, I've, this is the first time I've been on, I don't know how long I've been on Instagram now, but this is the first year where probably four to five of my posts have been flagged. Mm. And I was like, huh, didn't know I was that important. Yeah, but what's going to happen is is that they're going to flag it or somebody's going to report your page and then you won't be able to say whatever you're going to say. And I think that that's the danger of it because um, if you question any of what's going on right now, that could be presumed as being wrong for some reason. It's your opinion, but it's wrong. But that goes against everything that we preach because we preach to basically question everything. No, no, no. That's what it goes against everything that's supposed to be quote unquote American. Well, you know, you have freedom of speech to be able to, well, this is what they, (laughs) this is what they claim that we have as Americans. We supposedly have freedom of speech, but yet if you question something other than the popular, your flag is sometimes not even popular. So is that freedom of speech? No, it's it's definitely censorship. But if you say it's censorship, then you come into the realm of being a conspiracy theorist or you come into the realm of being a dissenter or you come into the realm of being wrong with your information or kook or, sp- or spook or whatever the case may be. And it is what it is. Well, I've been called all of them. I've been called a kook. I've been called a spook. <laughs> but not, not the type of spook. That I'm in the old school racial slur spook. What did you right, say, right, nigga? But I've been called a kook. I've been called a conspiracy theorist. I've been called a nut job. I've been called literally everything. The thing is, the, the thing is, if you're such a nut job and mm-hmm. you're such a kook and you're such a spook and everything else, right? Then you saying that you're not going to get the vaccine shouldn't really hurt anybody because if the shouldn't. vaccine works as well as it does, then. You got it. You're taken care of, right? So whatever Why I have, are you worried about me? So whatever I have is not going to affect you in the least bit. That's what people aren't questioning. So if a bunch of people say, okay, we're going to go out there, we're going to take the vaccine. Why are you worrying about the people that didn't? If the people that took it is cool and the people that want to take it are cool, why are you worrying about the people that don't take it? Because... If this thing works the way that it, you're exactly. saying it does. If it works the way they say it, it works. Won't, it won't affect you at all. Yeah. And if I'm walking around with COVID and this, that, and the third because I didn't decide to take it, that has no bearing on you because it's not going to affect you. No. If I go out there and drop dead in the middle of the street, that's on me. It's not on you, the people that want to take it, or the people that decide to take it. it has nothing to do with you. Yet you still got to wear your mask. So you still got to wear your mask, even though you took a vaccine that's supposedly 90, whatever the fucking percentage is effective. But if you take it, you still got to wear a mask. How much sense does that make? Because if you still got to wear a mask and the mask is just as effective of not giving out, then why take the vaccine? But and these the, are questions people won't ask. Yes, it's it's after this. It's just like they're just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing whatever sticks and that'll be the new thing that you have to do 
and you have to do it because all these, um, oh yeah, we're, we're going to try to implement this and we're going to try to implement that just means that they're going to have this as you got to. And I'm just not with it. Nah, no, not at all. And speaking of, I bought them two, uh, uh, our illustrious, uh, dummy and dumber, uh, mayor and, and, and governor, they're supposed to close down the restaurants, I guess today, even though the numbers dictate that the restaurants aren't the cause of the spike that's not a spike. They're actually saying that the indoor dining is quote unquote causes of some type of reaction. But in fact, indoor dining is, I guess, safer than actually home dining from what they're saying, from what the numbers are saying it's actually safer for you to be at a restaurant than being in your own home. So here's where I think the setup's coming. They're going to, the, we're going to push to have the restaurants back open. And they're going to say, well, the restaurants weren't really a cause. It was actually the in-home parties and the in-home gatherings. So they're going to push to get more access to our indoor. If we want to get access to the outdoor. Basically. So that's, what's going to be the push. So I want people to be smart enough to see this is like a chess game. You make a move to set up another move. So we say, okay, people are beefing about the restaurants being closed. All right, no problem. We're going to open the restaurants. But in order for us to do that, all those those, those private parties, we need your neighbors to start telling on your neighbor. See, the thing is with the oversight of, oh, you can't have more than four people at Thanksgiving and all this type of stuff that this dummy, this asshole was, was suggesting. This is pretty much a form Yet and still, he of was surveillance. Hanging with his family. Oh, yeah, of course. Traveling with his family. Of course. Everybody, so went, home like, for the, say, everybody went for home for the holidays. Yeah, There's no so problem. it was like, do as I say, not as I do. Right, because they're not going to have somebody administering anything to them. But you know what? Let's give it to... The Native Americans and the black people first. Let's get them first. And I don't even like the way that sounds. Let's get them first. Yeah. Like that even sounds ominous. Ominous. By them saying, let's get them first. Yeah. Let's get the 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 African Americans, Native Americans, and the Latin Americans. Let's 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 get them first. Hey. How does that sound? Let's say we're walking down the street and whatnot. We're we're handing out flyers, right? You know what the flyers say, and I say, you know what? There's a group of white people over there. Let's get them first. You don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't even like the way that sounds. Feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but right now, it's setting up the, the fact that we may not have, have a choice of how it sounds or how it's administered or how it's going down or if we have a choice to not take it, you know? The, the way they're setting it up. The way they're trying to set it up is like we're not going to have a choice. But the way that I'm looking at it, I got a choice. We was talking about the vaccine and um, the ramifications if you take it, what the possibilities are if you don't take it and things like that. And we were talking about how they roll out these black females that they're, they're – pushing to the media to say, look, they're taking it. So it's okay if you take it. My thing is, what are, because if you look at, you go back into the, 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 the doctor that took it in Queens, right? 
And Jessica, one of the first, I guess the first in Queens to take it. And then you look at the doctor who created the virus and you go back in her social media and how she has this disdain for us as being uh, black men. What's that agenda? Feel what I'm saying? Like, what's 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 their angle on pushing these not just females, these black females out in front and saying, "Here, look," just like they they rolled out, you know, with the vote of the black women turning the vote and things like that. What's that angle on that? Well, if you let them tell it, there's no angle. You know, if it just it, it, tell it. It, it just is what it is. Right. But to me, it feels like it's pointed as uh, do what they're doing because they're on the right side and you guys aren't together like that. So you need to follow them. And, you know, it just doesn't come with any real type of um, unity. It, it just feels like it feels like they're using the black or the idea of a black woman because sometimes they even push people that are not really black they just look black to be the face of certain things I have a question for you one of their favorite people right when I say they I mean them I mean those demo people are in in power or so one of their favorite people is Cardi B Cardi B right didn't she just win female artist of the year or was it? I'm pretty there? sure she probably won a whole bunch of other stuff too. Right. Now, things that she's done up until now, whether good or bad, the whole WAP thing, we talked about this before. Going about the way she did it, talking about it, isn't that like a toxic female trait? You know what? You really can't say that because then it'll be like you're judging and who are you to judge them? And I mean, they judge toxic males all the day long. All right, so just take... She doesn't represent every single female, but my thing is Toxic this. males doesn't represent every single male, neither, but yet they still group us all in together. Okay, I so get what couldn't you're I just say, you know what? She's whopping it. Everyone's whopping it with us singing it. I feel from where I'm sitting... That's toxic to young female minds. You feel what I'm saying? Who are easily manipulated by images and things that they see if they're not explained correctly. Okay, well, just to play God's advocate, they, I can say that it's empowering and it's about her sexuality and she has country over her sexuality and she should be able to say it because, you know, men say it all the time and express their sexuality whenever they want to. But isn't she the same woman that, you know, um, uh, chose to take guys from the clubs and rob them? Yeah. Isn't that a toxic female trait? I think that's a toxic trait, period. I mean, definitely it's a toxic trait, period. But I'm especially, just talking about, like, right, right, like we've talked about toxic males. We've had them pile on us as the toxic male and things that we do when it's not benefiting them or helping them or defending them if with things that we're doing that are toxic. Right. So in the news, I guess, I guess for the past couple of weeks now, there's been a lot of females in the news. One in Atlanta, who, I guess she was in Atlanta, who shot her boyfriend or manager in the head. Then there was a 
lady who was, I guess, in a public office, held a public office, who shot at her, didn't say whether her ex was male or female, but shot at her ex. So there's a lot of, lot of female aggression going oh, on. Okay, play God's advocate again. You could say that, you know, the numbers of males that abuse their women or abuse women that they're in relationships with have been going on for years and this, that, and the third. So what will be the difference? My thing is this. My thing is, before you say that, is I like to feel that everything's a two-way street. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. So you're going to call one trait that males do toxic and the females do the same trait and not call them toxic? That's actually not fair. So we all, male and female, both have the ability to show toxic traits. Of course. Right? But when females do it, they want to judge them as individuals. But when males do it, they want to judge males as groups. Right. I have a big problem with that. Now, I'm not sitting here saying you should judge uh, a whole group because of one female. But the fact that y'all do it when men do it is wrong. Yeah. So I have a big problem with females when they say, okay, there are toxic female traits. I mean, like, you know, just, just the double standard of I go to a strip club, oh, I'm a pig, oh, I'm objectifying women, this, that, and the third. But if you go to Chippendales... Wait, wait, wait. You ever seen videos of women in strip clubs? In male strip clubs? When, when they go to, like, a Chippendales or, or uh, I don't know, fucking uh, sausage, sausages or uh, bolognas or bologna, whatever the fuck they male strip clubs are called. Are, are you, know you what I'm Are you referring to dancing, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I've seen multiple videos, and I'm sure the females that are out there can attest to it that listen. The things that women are allowed to get away with in male strip clubs, if we attempt any way near that, we getting grabbed up by the collar and motherfucking... Eve told. Eve hold or Will, not Will Smith. Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff out of that strip club where the females, they can pretty much do what they want. Yeah, and it's the same double standard with teachers. Like when you start to hear about teachers sleeping with their students and stuff of that nature, there's, there's not the same type of ire that there is when it's a male doing it. Not saying that that's I mean, they, either one's wrong. Either right. one would get a bullet, in my opinion. Right. You know, I don't think they had that. Or then again, I don't, I wouldn't have wanted to have that because some of my teachers was fucking hideous, by the way. So I don't think I would have wanted to sleep with any of my female teachers because they were just like like hideous. They were like the, these new teachers now that are actually uh, rather hot. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there's that double standard. You know, if I mean, wrong is wrong. Right. Is that what we're agreeing on? We're definitely agreeing on wrong is wrong. wrong, I, just, is wrong. I just think that the terms sometimes comes with a, a, a skew when it's basically women and not men. You know, um, getting back to your Cardi B thing, I wouldn't have a problem with Cardi B if it was consistent, if we viewed her in a way that she was speaking for herself and not a whole plethora of women. The way that they spin it is like she speaks for every woman out there. That's how they spin it. And I know a lot of my female friends that are out there know she don't speak for them. 
But the way the media spins it, she speaks for all females. That's how it's being spun, or that's how it's being uh, portrayed. Like this is this is the new uh, female mindset for 2020 and beyond. And more specifically for people of color, it's like she's a symbol of blackness or a symbol of this is what they think to a certain degree. Like she's actually had conversations with presidents and president elects. I'm like, go figure. And these are people that, you know, whatever time that they have, they're giving her an audience. Like that's really troubling to me. Extremely troubling that they're actually giving concert to her and her, uh, one of my other favorite words, shenanigans. Yeah, totally. I would, I would, I would definitely have to agree. You know, I think that we've um, propelled celebrity to a point where people have a voice because they're famous. But sometimes being famous doesn't give you that. Um, it shouldn't give you rather that audience unless you have the credibility, like a Ice Cube. Who and where, where's stood- the Right, but where's the credibility coming from her situations? Like, where? From where? I mean, maybe they use the strip club as a reference. Speaking of giving concert to President-elects, supposedly the um, Black Lives Matter frauds, um, Black Caucus and all of them are now mad at um, President-elect and uh, Kamala-elect, or Vice President-elect Kamala, because they're getting crickets when they're trying to reach out and talk to them. Well, it's like this. I told you so. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So, and this actually happened sooner than I thought. Now, what you're going to say is, well, they're not in office, they can't really do anything. But it doesn't cost much to have a conversation because you're basically waiting to take office, which I still, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I, 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 like I said, it ain't over to the fat lady sick. See, the thing is, is this, is that Ice Cube had a very good idea with his plan. He talked to his plan with economists, with politicians, Citizens, lawyers, um, doctors, theorists and everything else. You know, and, he, and he got... Economists, and he and he got this thing together, and he did the due diligence to talk to somebody that would be able to hear his plan out and really think about how it'll be executed before this whole election started. Now, understand that you know you going into election, you get pushed into different directions because you are campaigning, you are you know doing the day to day stuff, whatever like that. No problem. The Democrats were in an enviable position because they were courting our vote. Now, these were issues that were pretty much lock and step with everything that's going on with our communities, and we didn't get an audience from them. We got their vote. No. They got got our our vote. Well, they got their vote. Yeah, (laughs) they got their vote, and then, you know, pretty much disappeared from... The conversations, the topics. You had- can go back. And this was, you ain't even got to go that far back. It was just a couple of podcasts ago when I said it. 
once they get what they want, we're not going to hear from them for another four years. I said this maybe three, four podcasts ago, if that far back. Once they got what they want, go fuck yourself. Or as my, uh, I like Frosted Flakes, as the great Tony Kiger would say, go fuck yourself. There's a saying that says, the devil you know is better than the the devil devil you don't don't know. Now, did they vote for B&H? That's fucking hilarious. I never even thought of that until this day. Did they vote for B&H because that was the devils they knew? Or did they vote against Trump because that was a devil they knew? Well, how I look at it is this. I don't remember Trump making any laws against the black community while he was in office. I mean, he's only been in it four years. So let's go over the four years he's been in. What has he done um, against us? Jeopardy music. Correct. Now, we can go to B and H. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Fucking to me. Now, what have they done against us? In law and with laws. It's there's a nice little resume. Now, I don't know how true it is, according to what I was reading. Biden is proposing to give fifteen billion to um, uh, blacks and minorities for, you know, businesses and things like that is concerned. Did he say what? I'm still stuck on the fact that he was giving up $15 billion where, you know, uh, the president was talking about $500 billion. But you know what the thing is? that I think that goes back to the disrespect of what we were asking for or what we were saying as a set, a bar. What was the standard that we were looking for and what our approach was? And that was a very first offer type of situation. So if the first offer was was about 500 billion and then it goes down to 15 billion, that just shows you the level of disrespect of where they're at. Well, where they're at right now is like motherfuckers, they can't even get a meeting. Right. So now they're all mad at them, but you trying to tell me you didn't see this coming? Because it happened every election as long as I've been fucking voting. Once they get what they want, you don't fucking hear from them until the next fucking election. Well, look at it this way. And I'll just break it down into a very um, micro type terms. The stadiums that they built for most of these places in various cities, they get billions of taxpayer money to build. That's just like two billion. Right. So that's just one city. And that's just one stadium. That's just one stadium. So you're talking about really having an effect on the whole black community with fifteen billion? Really? Does that even make that does it does that even sound like it makes sense? No. So you'll give a billion plus to a one owner. To one owner and one building. Yeah. One owner, in one, one city or one, one state. State. But you're going to give 50-something 50 50 billion black people 
fifteen billion dollars? Yeah. Um I think that um They fell for the banana in the tailpipe? Yeah, I think that um bamboozled isn't a strong enough word. Um let's think of a strong enough word than bamboozled. Hoodwink, not strong enough. Run them up. Screwed. Let astray. Let astray. Screwed. No, we've been getting screwed. We are, yeah, you yeah. know, like, you know, no Vaseline. There's no, but then, then there's no word to quantify what they just did. Yeah. I but, think, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So, whose fault is it, really? Ours. Well, them. Because them. They voted. Let's rephrase that. Their fault. But we're gonna get group. We're gonna get grouped in because we are of, of like like skinned. Yeah, I think that uh, actually, if that's not a wake up call to everybody, it's just that politicians will politician. They will be politicians at the end of the day. They, they will, will politician the shit out of you. Yeah, as long as you continue to let them. Right. So you know we're not gonna get too many allies of people saying, "Oh well, you shouldn't have never voted for them, or you should have got this something concrete." But that's what we were trying to do, and that's what the brother Ice Cube was trying to do, get something concrete before this happens. Before it happens. And, you know, you said- They all jumped down his throat. But everybody that was like, you know, on that that bandwagon, they're all mysteriously quiet now. Yeah. um, I think that now that this guy is in the quote-unquote driver's seat, I don't think that he really needs to have an audience with any of them because his first- hundred days is what matters. And, you know, you could say, well, you know, I got to take care of this coronavirus thing and I have to do this. And that's not really what's important right now. Granted, I dig it, but it was important enough while the coronavirus was happening for us to be voting for you. And but now it's still, not that important. Now, now that you got the job, it's not as important. Thanks a lot. Two G's in a pod. Well, if it doesn't count for y'all, well, the hell with y'all. So no verses. No verses. You seem a little upset. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind of upset. How the hell did you get COVID an hour before the verses? Because she only figured, man, I don't even have 20 songs to play. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was a little, I was a little mm-hmm. disappointed. A little disappointed that um, we didn't get to see... Our lovely ladies go at it. I was musically. just wanted to see them. I I, I totally wanted me to see them. Me went, and all my, my, my male toxicity. I just wanted <laughs> to see them. I definitely want to see them put it on the glass for as long as they could. Facts. You and know. Um, I know it was going to be a good show, but it, it drove me to the point where it's like, we are really in bad shape. I'm thinking about it now. It's like, this is our highlights now. <laughs> in 2020 2020 could have been the worst fucking year ever like you gotta get the, the, the small wins now it's like just seeing two people sitting at home playing music music is a big deal it's now. a big deal that's what we've been uh, reduced, del- to. reduced to yeah us a- watching two people who are I'm not gonna say has-beens cause they are both two no you ladies. can't say I'm not gonna say no I'm not gonna say it I'm not gonna say have-beens they're both two beautiful ladies um sit in a chair and, and and play their greatest hits against each other. That's what we've been regulated to. 
that. That's like the highlight of a weekend. Yeah, and you know, sports with no fans. You got sports with no fans, which I'm actually used to now. I don't think the owners in them are used to their pockets being um, um, decimated. De- I don't think, I'm not going to say decimated. This is one year. So I was talking to a couple of my players, and they were like, yo, you know, every all the owners are crying how much they lost. I said, yeah, but up until this point, how much did they fucking make? True. So you're talking about one bad year ruined your books? I'm not that stupid. And I'm, I'm hoping that the players in the players' union are not that dumb to basically let them tell them, that one bad year ruined their books because they they've made billions of dollars they up will. until this point. Of course they are. They will. Of course they are. Because most of the players' unions are fucking pawns for the other fucking owners anyway. So, yeah. Well, the fact of the matter is that unions are something that in real life, even with this, um, where are the unions when the government says we have to have all these businesses closed? Where are the unions that... Are, are battling back, you know, from from the people, from the truckers, from from the people well, that the truckers took a stand, right? The, like truck, they, which the, the truck crazy is part the, is they didn't even put that shit on the news, right? You saw like one blip, and then it was like nothing. I mean, what you know? Do you want to talk about union, and you want to talk about this or that? But what did the hospital unions do? This is the biggest issue that they've had to deal with in the last thirty years. When did they stand up and say, you know what, we need to bond together and we need to get certain things regulated so that we're safe to do this. They're doing hours on hours and we commend them for doing that hours. But my thing I'm is... I'm going to shut up because my mother told me, she always said, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. So I'm not going to say anything. Hey, I know people that are nurses and that are doctors and we, I, I won't single them out just because I believe that it's part of a bigger thing. What I will say is that you didn't have those unions step in where they normally would if it was a safety risk and say, yo, we need this or you need to do this for us. All right, I'm going to say it. Because, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't hold in what I believe my truth is. And I'm probably going to catch a fucking ton of heat for saying this. So I'm going to preface it by saying this is my opinion and mine's only. My partner ain't got nothing to do with it. We ain't even talk about this beforehand, but this is something that I had an argument with someone who's in the medical field, and I told him, you're not a hero. And he got mad, and I was like, you're a doctor, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, that is your job, right? He was like, yeah. You're doing your job. Uh, you know what? I have to agree. I have to agree. Not they saying, I'm not trying to downplay their job and what they done, but they're doing their job. Because I know one thing that you will net here, how much fucking money they made. With all that fucking overtime, which... That's part of your job. I'm not going to say that. You'll never hear them talk about how much fucking money they made. How much money them hospitals made. You're never going to hear them talk about that. You're going to talk about how hard of a job it was. And I'm not saying it wasn't. But the fact still remains. It's still your fucking job. 
All right, so to play God's advocate again. Go ahead. How do you feel about this whole thing with 9-11? Because that's when we really started hearing the whole hero as a social worker, as a fireman, as a police officer. That's when the term started being more so used that you were a hero. After the 9-11 thing, you were like, yo, people were heroic. They were going into the buildings. They were doing this. They were doing that. And he's a hero. People that have fallen while they were doing their jobs, they died, but they were heroes. Well, now, were they heroes or were they doing a heroic act? Because that whole, your job entails that you do heroic acts. Policemen, your job entails that you do heroic acts. Firemen, your job entails that you're doing heroic acts. Right. Right? So with that, it doesn't blanket people across the board to say that a cop's job is heroic. A cop's job is to protect and serve. Correct. And their deeds become heroic. heroic. Correct. But they're not heroes just by doing their job. They're workers doing their, their job. job. And if they do it well enough, they can do heroic things, but they're not heroes. You're actually not playing devil God's advocate. You're actually playing my advocate. No, no, no. I'm, I don't no, know what I was saying. No, no but I'm just saying that at, at the time of 9-11, it was a blanketed statement that you had to treat cops in a certain way. You had to treat firemen in, in a certain, certain way. way. And like I said, their job calls for heroics. Right. More so than doctors and nurses treating patients. That's their job. Well, now, I'll say this. If the doctor ran out in the street and jumped in front of a lady that was going to get shot, that was heroic. Right. Now, what I will say is this, is that we blanket statement certain things to fit that certain type of um, action or that certain series of events. And we're good with that. We're good with heaping praise on people. And we're good with that. We lay it on. We'll be like, oh, it was, you know, the guy that, that was the pilot. The pilot, he got these people safe. He floated on the Hudson and got people, you know, right. it didn't crash. And they said he's a hero. They said he's a hero because he saved those lives. Mm -hmm. My thing is, well, how the fuck did they get in that position in the first, first place? One, but two, let's say it was a plane malfunction. He did land the plane other than how it was supposed to land. Right. He can technically be termed a hero. Right. Because he did something other than what his job called for. Right. But right. them staying and seeing patients and working overtime and getting overtime. Is the job. That's the job. Right. So now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not sitting here downplaying what they've done. In the same way that we can say, I'm going to go back to the whole God's advocate thing is, if you're saying that these people were in some way heroic when they were doing that, and it's blanketed to where everybody had to call the fire person that was a hero and right. a cop at that time was a hero. What happens when they do something that is unheroic or even devilish? We can't blanket state say that they're all bad because they did some bullshit. Because I know for a fact a lot of the people that died in the hospital probably shouldn't have. If they knew how to apply ventilators right, if they knew how to um, regulate certain medicines, if they knew all that going in, a lot of people that died wouldn't have died. And the people that are dying that it's 
not COVID related, yet they're still relating it to COVID because the hospitals get more money and then they get more money. That's also devilish. So are we going to sit there and call them all evil? Yeah, I think that blanket statement is, is so I'm kind. asking the question because you're going to call them all heroes at the same time when one of when some of them do something that's that's evil, are you going to call them all evil at the same time? Yeah. Because yeah. if you're calling them heroes for doing their job, and like I said, I'm not downplaying the importance of doctors and nurses and things like that, but that is your job. That's what you went to school for. That's mm-hmm. what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. So when something like this does happen, and you get an influx of patients more than your norm, that's still doing your job. If you're out there stopping crimes like a cop, but that's not your job, that was now a heroic act. If I run in a fire, me being a trainer, and rescue someone, that was me doing a heroic act. If I do something other than what my job calls for, then I could be called heroic. But if I'm doing my job, and it you're giving is, me praises for doing my job. Not really a hero. That hero tag really doesn't apply. Two G's in a pod, y'all. That's our time, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in once again. I am the infamous Iron Glenn, and to my left was sitting who? Goldfinger. What up, G? You know what's up. See you next week. Yes, sir. Two G's in a pod. Two G's in a pod. Two G's in a pod.